Hey guys, today on the podcast, I am interviewing country superstar Lexi Larson. She's also a former emerging artist and one of my Mary Kay girlfriends. Um, and we're going to talk about her health journey, what it's like to be a singer songwriter, and all of her adventures here in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey guys, I am sitting here with country superstar and my friend, Lexi Larson. Welcome, Lexi. Hi. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, we have so much to talk about, um, yes. but let's first give everyone kind of an idea of who you are and what you do. So tell us where you're from and what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to be here with you too. I am Lexi Larson. I am originally from Ogallala, Nebraska. I How do you have spell that? <laughs> O-G-A-L-L-A-L-A. Ogallala? Ogallala. Ogallala. Love that. So you used to have to do in high school, they would do jumping jacks on the football field and spell it out. So that's how you know. Amazing. Ogallala. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm originally from, yeah, a small town in Nebraska. I have lived here in Nashville for nine years now. Wow. Crazy. I moved right after high school when uh, everybody went to college. I moved to Nashville. So I have been here for a while. I've been just playing music. I've been out on the road. Uh, I've recorded a couple albums and now just, I'm just actually, I just came off of the road. And so now I get to be in Nashville for a couple of days. That's amazing. So tell us what does being like a singer songwriter mean? What does that look like? Oh, well, it sometimes means life is a little difficult, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's also extremely fun. I think that being a singer-songwriter means you're a creative, you're brave, mm -hmm. you're, you are uh, confident enough to share your gift, yeah. but also vulnerable enough to take some criticism and things like that. That's so cool. So you just won an award. Yeah. Tell us about it. Female Vocalist of the Year. Yes. I just won iHeartRadio's Rocky Mountain Country Music Awards Female Vocalist of the Year. Amazing. Yes. I was really excited. It's something that I've never even knew I would be <laughs> nominated for yeah. or anything, but I was really excited. And um, it's cool to have worked on this goal and this dream for this long and to be rewarded for, um, for the hard work that I've put into it, but then also be honored with that as well. And I got a belt buckle and it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Love that. Um, so we met through Mary Kay yeah. through direct sales. So yeah. tell us a little bit about how you kind of mix your Mary Kay business, you know, running your own business, your makeup, women, all of mm -hmm. that empowerment and your music. How does that work? I get asked that question a lot, but the main, I think the biggest thing that I really make it and how I really make it work for myself is that I, um, I really look at my time and decide that day, not even that day, but really that week, what the most important thing is for that week. Well, because you're the master and you taught me really well, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
really have learned to prioritize my time and make a list of my six most important things. And sometimes that's Mary Kay all day, all week. Sometimes that's music for four days and Mary Kay the rest of the month. It's just wherever I am and whatever season I'm in is, is how I kind of go off of that because it looks different every single day, but I've really found some balance in it. It's really been a, it's been a struggle, but I, I've worked hard to be able to figure that out too. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about goal setting. Okay. I really love your Ryman story. Can you share that with us? Yes. Yes. Um, the Ryman Auditorium, if you're not in Nashville or you don't know, is the official and the original um, <laughs> Grand Ole Opry. And that's just a huge part of country music history, a huge part of Nashville's history and reasons why people come visit Nashville too. But yeah. I started traveling, thanks to my mom and dad, started traveling to Nashville to take voice lessons when I was 15. And I... We came to Nashville the, for the first time, and we were walking downtown, and we saw the Ryman, and we went inside, and I remember just being in there and being like, this is what they call it, the mother church here, but the mother church of country music, and I was just like, this place is unbelievable, and I was 15, and I just had it in my heart that I would that I would sing there someday, so I bought a postcard uh-huh. and when I was 15 and had it on my poster like my goals, goal board, whatever. What is it called? A vision board, I guess. Um, so I bought a postcard that day and I put it on my vision board when I was 15 mm-hmm. and it never came down. It was other things came off. Other things were achieved, different things. Um, but I never took that picture of the Ryman down and because I just really wanted to sing there <laughs> and I knew that someday that would happen. And I, got a phone call last February to do a show at the Ryman oh my Auditorium. Gosh. And so when it came to that actual moment and looking at my, at my vision board and seeing that picture and remembering all those times and then kind of looking at all the different events that have taken place to get me to that, mm-hmm. that day was just really special. It was one of the best days of my life, hands yeah. down. And I took extra time doing sound check that day for sure. Of course. <laughs> oh, I love that story. That still yeah. gives me chills. Yeah. So basically more than a decade. Yeah. On it was on poster. there for a long time. <laughs> that's so amazing though, but I'm so glad that you didn't give up because that's Thank such you. a good story. Um, okay. So let's talk about your health. Ooh, yeah. So you are a former emerging artist. Yes. Um, and it was so fun getting to work with you um, last year, I guess. Yeah. For a couple months and um, just really dissecting like what was holding you back and, you know, what was that one thing? And um, we both love Dr. Cassie and Dr. Yes. Michael and oh chiropractic gosh. care. So tell us about your, your journey to health and how that completely changed everything for you. Yeah. Um, well, after you and I had started us being such good girlfriends, but then also, you know, learning from you, cause I really admire how you work and everything. Um, the biggest thing that I feel like it really started where I was really starting to work on my health was when I went to see my therapist for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I had gotten therapy, um, through high school and middle school and different things like that, but it kind of had taken a I'd just taken a break or whatever. And when you really encouraged me to go do that really was a shift in my mind, a shift from 
you know, from her and the things I was learning and kind of envisioning for myself, but then also what we were working on together, but then seeing Dr. Cassie and Mm -hmm. Dr. Michael too, um, I didn't know I needed that, yeah. that bad, <laughs> you know, and I had been, I honestly, I didn't realize this. My mom told me, but I was adjusted as a newborn too. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I have always gone to a chiropractor. It's always been a really important thing in my life. And when I first moved to Nashville, I found a chiropractor. Anytime I'd go home, I had a chiropractor at home that I went to. Okay. So chiropractic had always been a big part of my health that I, that I'd known and my parents and my brother and all that. But, um, I, after visiting with Dr. Cassie and seeing her and having her really look at my spine and me seeing pictures yeah. of what was going on in my body was crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> and because I hadn't made it a really big priority. I mean, I went when my back hurt. I did never go like every week or anything. Right. And when she showed me those pictures that day, I literally, I almost started sobbing because I was so scared. Yeah. And I have really, I had a big two big curves in my spine and, um, and I was basically cutting off all, she would tell you, I don't know what it was, but I was cutting off a bunch of different stuff (laughs) to making my body not work. And she really did look at me and say, if you don't start doing something, it's going to, this is going to really affect your health long-term. And so we did the whole plan and I, cannot believe the pictures. I wish we could post. I mean, we probably can't post the picture, but of my spine that in what it was looked like in December from how small my waist had gotten to the, it was actually getting straight. Mm -hmm. And so it's like my favorite place to go. Yeah. No, we (laughs) love them so much. That's so awesome though, because I, I think a combination of focusing on your health from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially as a vocalist, like there's just so much focus on what you look like and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, perception is very important for everyone, but especially here in Nashville for country artists, like you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain size, you have to do certain things within those parameters, arguably, of course. But, you know, that you were able to focus, like, how is my mental health doing? How is Mm -hmm. my, you know, health, health? And can I actually go on tour. So have you been on tour since you've started getting adjusted? Well, even since this, um, you know, we went for, I guess I started in August. And so there's been different weeks where I've gone on, on the road or been like this last week where I was on the road for two weeks doing different things. The main thing that I, I can feel, uh, from, from, from that chiropractic health and major helping that, um, is, my, I can breathe better. Mm-hmm. I can just, I just have a lot. I'm more aware of what's going on in my body. That's the biggest thing too, is I can tell when something's not right, or I can tell if I haven't done the, you know, and I'm, and so I think in that realm is like, I'm more aware of how my body feels, but in the mental work that I did from August with working with you and working with my therapist too, is that I'm just more aware in general. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it's really easy to go through life being very, (laughs) you know, this is great. You know, like, oh, (laughs) this is exciting. And, but now I feel like I feel every emotion. Like I've had really bad days too, since August, obviously, (laughs) you know, I've gotten my heart broken again, like, you know, like all these things, but I'm just more aware of the feeling that I'm feeling instead of being like clouded to it as well. And I think that's comes from all of that Mm -hmm. working together. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, so to get even more personal, because we're girlfriends and yeah. this is to we help others. We can talk about everything. <laughs> um, you know, from a food standpoint and mm-hmm. from, you know, the dieting part and mm-hmm. the wanting to look a certain way or be a certain way, like how has this awareness kind of informed how you talk to yourself and then also what you put in your body? Yeah. I, that is also a big thing. I'll, I have me and food have had a real struggle my entire life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, really it stemmed, I really believe that it stemmed from me, um, from my parents, because my mom had an eating disorder when we when she was 15, and my dad has really struggled with it too. And so I think it's something that, that I... I kind of inherited from them. Yeah. And a lot of the times it wasn't even my feelings towards food. It was other people's feelings towards food that I really took on. That sounds really deep, but I'm, I'm I'm very believe that completely. (laughs) But so my, I think it wasn't when I, when I went and started really working on my health with my back and different things like that. Wasn't, it wasn't stuff that I hadn't heard before, Mm -hmm. but it was stuff that I, had heard, but not really applied to my life. Yeah. And, um, I think that there's a time when you're in this process of getting better or you want to feel different about anything is really looking at what you're putting in your body. And I know when I've put too much sugar and too much bread in my body, I just know, I know exactly how my brain's going to feel. And there's been days where I have, like four days and I'm like, okay, I've literally had bread for every meal and bread and sugar just don't work for my body. I've known that yeah. for my whole entire life, mm-hmm. but not my whole entire life since I was 15 bread and sugar don't work for me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think that it's also being like, okay, just chill. You had four days. I think you're good for a while. Right. You know, and not being so, um, so reliant on the idea that these, that, this food is going to make me feel any different once mm-hmm. I eat it. Yeah. So that's been something that I've also been more aware of. Like right. I don't just eat a thousand chips and think, Oh, Oh, where'd that go? <laughs> yeah, no, I have a similar issue where it's been just so good to kind of understand that I'm fueling my body yeah. and not necessarily like living to eat, but, mm-hmm. um, eating so I can live. Right. Um, which is obviously a Dr. Cassie quote, um, or wherever she got it, but I'm quoting her. Right. Um, and it's just been so good to kind of not have food, not eat my feelings basically. Exactly. In like mainstream and mainstream terms. really easy to do. <laughs> it is. And yeah. it's like my mom, my mom is like uber healthy now. She overcame all that, you know, whatever way your mom a long is perfect time ago. let's talk about your mom for a second she's she amazing. is the best she's a national she sales director with mary Kay cosmetics mm-hmm. she is how tall is she she's 411 she's 411 but she is a powerhouse <laughs> she, she is, is she's changed my life um she's one of the best speakers i've ever heard yeah and she's just this person that you see her and you just want to weep Literally. She just like makes you cry. She looks at you and you're like, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. (laughs) She is so wonderful. She really is. She helps people. She's so kind and she just really like sometimes, and I say like too much, but she says like, if I want to talk about somebody, no, I mean, not that I really want to talk about people that much, but (laughs) if I do, she's, she always makes me be like, okay, so now you can say one more, one good thing about them because she really doesn't talk about people Yeah, and she really doesn't feel those feelings that I 
are sometimes natural for me to be angry. She's just very level headed, but she's worked really hard to be that. Yes. You know, and okay. So what is, and what's so funny about her too, is that she eats like a bird. She really does. And she only really eats for the nutritional value and to live. It's not an emotional decision anymore for her. And that's like what she really had to learn in that. And I, I think that's an important thing to learn is that it's not, it's not like an emotional thing every time you put something in your mouth, you know, (laughs) I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your music. Um, who are your influences? Where does your inspiration come? Tell us about that. Okay. Uh, my influences really through through growing up and and now are Shania Twain was my <laughs> oh my gosh all time favorite growing up and I wanted to just be her that was the goal in life <laughs> is to be Shania and um, so I really loved her once I moved to Nashville I was really influenced by the older um, women in country music Patsy Cline Dolly Parton Dolly Parton will forever be the queen she right. is but. I um, was really influenced by that once I moved here. And the songwriting part of it, I hadn't really gotten into until I moved to Nashville. And so once I moved here, I really started listening to the lyrics of different things. And I loved lyrics. I loved the story, but I didn't realize the songwriting side of it. And so from that, I really loved Jewel. I, I think her songwriting was amazing. And and Eric Church. Just There's just so many good songwriters here. It's yeah. like unbelievable. But those... <laughs> those were some big influences on me as far as growing up and then kind of right when I moved to Nashville too. Yeah. So how would you define your, your style or or genre of music? I really love nineties country music because that's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So I try to really incorporate what I say is nineties country music mixed (laughs) with a little modern country. Okay. So that's kind of what I, I would say a Jewel meets Martina meets Carrie. Okay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have a record out. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Shaken. Shaken. Yeah. How was the recording process for that? It was really good. I hadn't recorded for a long time. And so it was great to be back in that creative space. I think there's something so different about being in the studio and you're recording songs that you care about. Mm-hmm. and that you wrote, that you love. But there's a whole different thing in having to portray it and not being on stage to perform it. Yeah. So I really I really enjoy and I cherish moments when I get to be in the studio like that, telling a story. And it always goes by way too fast. Right. And I wish I could do it like 50 bazillion times. And they're like, <laughs> Lexi, that was good. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. Don't you want to do it again? And they're like, now you're just playing around. No. <laughs> So I really love the recording process too. Yeah. So I've been in a, a couple of recording sessions, you know, producing albums and stuff. Like how humbling is it to be in there though? And to kind of see what you need to work on and also kind of to like, in a way, capture where you are at that moment in time. Yeah. Like how do you navigate all of that? That's really, I didn't have never even thought about that, but it is extremely humbling being in there. Because sometimes you hear yourself and you don't sound that great. Right. You're like, mm. <laughs> like, why am I here? You know? Or I think it's just, it's a blessing too. Because a lot of people come to this town, play downtown, play, do whatever they do to 
you know, to try and make it in this town and not to say anything, but it, it, it is a privilege to be in a studio with those amazing musicians and watching them do their craft. And, and so I think it's, um, humbling in the fact that some people have more gifts than others too yeah. when you're in there. <laughs> but I really enjoy that. I, the first time I ever recorded my single that went to country radio, um, called you can leave the first day we were in the studio. I, we had like 10 people in the room uh-huh. and I never, I hadn't hardly recorded at all. Yeah. And I knew how much I loved this song and I knew there was something special with this song. And so as I was in there singing, it just was not working. And I almost had like a full on panic attack, but I went upstairs and you know, my producer, Steven, we sat on, at, on the couch, like in the corner where no one could hear us. And he just said a prayer with me. And Aww. I think that, that was a really humbling experience for me too, because I was like, okay, I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And it also taught me that no one else can be there besides me when I'm doing vocals. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So I have a couple of fun questions. Um, if you are, I guess, what has been your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Hmm. (gasps) Okay. Well, I have two. Okay. Uh, my favorite place that I got invited to come and do a show at was in Napa, California. Of course. Wine. Oh my gosh. At the Silverado Vineyards. It's actually Walt Disney's vineyard that he bought for his wife. What? When he, when she just needed something to do. Oh, okay. (laughs) Casual. It's like a billion dollars. It's crazy. Anyway, (laughs) I, so I got invited to go there and perform and I did two acoustic shows and drank wine. And it was like, so that goes hands down as one of my all time favorites. And my favorite place to visit just to go is my grandparents ranch in Wyoming. It's my favorite place forever and ever. Amen. So there's a story with that place. Yeah. My, um, my grandparents own a town actually. (laughs) Okay. What does that it's mean? It's very weird. It's also for sale if you're in the market for a town. Um, my grandparents own a town in Wyoming. It's called Aladdin, Wyoming. Population 15. Wow. Okay. They are not part of the 15. Okay. They- <laughs> um, but there's a general store. There's a cafe. There's a little hotel. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's like hidden up in the Black Hills in Wyoming, and it's amazing. And uh-huh. so... That is my, and then my grandparents have a ranch in that town or outside of that town. Yeah. And it's up in the Black Hills and it's just amazing there. It's peaceful. And I just was there two days, two weeks ago. And I, to- I walked into my grandparents' house, which is an old ranch house that's just beautiful. And I just looked at my grandpa and I was like, Grandpa, I, I think God really loves this place. Yeah. Jesus really likes this place because it is amazing there. Yeah. Oh, I've seen so. the pictures. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Everybody looks good there too. Well, and my cousin said, she's like, why is the selfie lighting so good outside right? here? I'm like, I don't know, but it is good. Um, so one of my favorite songs that you have, I'm terrible with titles. I apologize okay. in advance, is the one you wrote about your grandpa. Yeah. Um, so, and you can tell the story, but like how how do you translate like such a deep, powerful, personal life experience into music? Yeah. Well, and speaking of that house and that place, my, my grandfather is one of my all time favorite people, whole wide world, but he was, had struggled with a drinking problem. Um, most of when I was really little, probably until I was about 10 and I didn't realize this, 
but obviously it had been happening for forever. And so as we, we grew up, we kind of knew that about him. Yeah. And no one ever really talked about it. We just knew. Yeah. And so they had come to visit me in Nashville. We were downtown at Honky Tonk Central. And yes, I took my grandparents there. Amazing. And my grandma and I were having a glass of wine. My grandpa was drinking like a Coca-Cola. And he said, I I just kind of got the nerve up. And I said, why did you never have to go to rehab? Like so many other people have to do. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he said, he was just, it was just very real. It was honest. And he just looked at me and he said, you know what? He was like, I just, I knew your grandma was going to leave me. And he said, and I'm, I locked myself in that house for three days and it was just me and Jesus. And so. Did you like burst into tears? I did. I I just (laughs) realized what he said and I was like, oh my gosh. And I could see him in that house. You know, I remember pictures of him when he would have looked that age and different things. And I could just see Jesus in that house, just sitting there with him. And, you know, and he said he just sat at the table and he sat in the chair and like, wow. That's a pretty amazing thing. So I took that story to my really good friend, Bill Luigi, who has written most of my songs with me, actually. And I really feel like Bill D is an angel just walking on earth, honestly. Yeah. But he um, also had been, he had been to rehab. And so we wrote this song together. It didn't take us very long. And we just, we loved it. So that was Jesus and me. And that's on the shaken album too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Such a good story. It makes me tear Thank up you. every time. <laughs> me too. I've heard it like a thousand times. Me too. Oh, can't help it. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple last questions. Um, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would it be? If I could tell my high school self to just chill, <laughs> I would, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so worried all the time and and in turmoil. And I just wish I would have been like, stop the drama. And it wasn't that I was fighting with people or anything like that. I was just so drama filled. Yeah. And I wish I could go back and tell Lexi, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And last question. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that I was brave and showed no fear (laughs) or some, just a little fear. Yeah. Just sometimes (laughs) not a lot. Um, but that I really went for a dream that really it's, it's a really hard dream. It's a really not likely dream, but that I still went for it because it was important to me and that I love it and I love music and I love country music and that I just, went for it and I didn't let fear stop me or the fear of not having enough money, the fear of not having the right look, the fear of not being able to play the guitar, the fear of not being able to do these different things stop me from going for it. Whether it's Mary Kay, music, my love life, any of it, you know, (laughs) just that I was brave enough to try. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Um, okay. Well, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me at LexiLarson.com. It's L-E-X-I-L-A-R-S-E-N.com. I have a new website. It's kind of cool. And 
Lexi Larson Music on Instagram. I love Insta. Yeah. Um, Twitter, Lexi Larson Music. I'm really bad at that, but I'm trying. <laughs> and Lexi Larson on Facebook, but uh, it's L-A-R-S-E-N. I love that. And you mentioned you're um, going to be releasing some new music soon. Yeah, we're in the process of writing new music, getting ready for a summer Tour. More summer tours, yeah. more fun shows, and I think I get to go back to Napa again. Amazing. So everyone should come. Yes, I want to <laughs> go. Time. Yeah, well, thank you so much for chatting with, with yes. us, Lexi. You're amazing, and I'm just You're amazing. so inspired by sitting here with you. Thank you. Thank you.